is a re-release of an episode that I did with uh, one of the nicest men I've ever met, not just in martial arts, but in life in general, uh, Sifu Richard Bastillo. Just found out today that he'd passed away over in LA. Uh, it's a real loss to the world, basically. He was such a lovely guy, and he was known as the Iron Man of JKD. And in the early days, he was one of the guys who, uh, as Guru Bob Breen says, he gave early JKD its grit. He was an unbelievable man, and he'll be sorely missed. Uh, I had an absolute blast interviewing him, and uh, yeah, it was one of the highlights, actually, of my martial arts career. He was a really, really nice guy. So if you've not heard this before, you're going to really enjoy it. If you have heard it before, just sit back and just uh, take a moment of quiet reflection to remember what a great guy he was. And if you're into martial arts or JKD, you owe this guy a huge debt, regardless of if you're in his lineage or not. Thanks a lot. If you want to learn how to box, you got to get in the ring. You want to learn how to swim, you got to jump in the ocean. You want to learn how to play music with these guys, you got to jump in that band. So that's what I did. They kicked my ass upside down, down, upside, because I didn't know what I was doing. I'm Natalia, and this is Mixed Martial Arts. Today's guest is the one and only Sifu Richard Bastillo. I've met him uh, numerous times before, and this was the first time that, you know, we'd gone out and we trained, and then we'd gone out afterwards and had dinner and we chatted and stuff. It was the first time that I could pin him down and you know just speak to him. And what I did do, um, I was you know hope you'll indulge me. I tried to steer away from the usual formulaic. What was Bruce Lee like? What was it like training with Danny No Santo? And basically, we just sat down and we just chatted. Hi there, guys. Uh, I'm absolutely honoured to get. Uh, I hope I don't embarrass him too much. A living legend in the form of a shaking his head here at the moment. It's uh, Sifu Richard Bastillo. This is a man that I, along with Guru Danny Nosanto, this is a man that I spent my youth reading up on about and then finally get to meet. And, you know, sometimes you should meet your heroes in martial arts, which is something I want to touch on because I'm sure that Richard meets people that seem to know him and he doesn't know who they are. But it's quite bizarre being in that position as a, as a martial arts icon or teacher, how do you find that when you go around the world? Yeah, I do travel a lot. But first, I am not a living legend. <laughs> a living legend are people um, who had uh, astounded the whole world. I travel a lot around the world, but I'm not a living legend. Uh, just a regular bloke like, like <laughs> you all are. Uh, I enjoy martial arts like you all are, and, and um, I train and teach a lot. Um, uh, what was the question now? The question was, first of all, what's it like to be a living legend? <laughs> what's it like to be a living legend? No, it was just uh, when, when you meet people that you, you've had a profound effect on, do you realize how much of an effect that you have on people when you meet them, you know, through the training? Yeah, and that's the reward we get, you know, as a, as a martial arts instructor. The monetary is fine, the finance is good, the compensation is good. But the rewards we get is from the students' uh, enlightenment, the appreciation of what we taught them. Uh, and, and that's my biggest gratitude when, when I see that I, had, I could help this student come up to another level. 
Um, yes. That's the biggest reward I can get. Yeah, I find that personally myself. It's great to, to turn around. You, you, you leave people in a better place than you found them, which is always, exactly. that's always a great thing. Uh, you've got a proud Hawaiian heritage and Hawaii has its own martial arts systems as well, right? Have you studied any of those or? You know, they call it the Lua, uh, which is a Hawaiian original art uh, or, or um, traditional art. But Lua has been dead for a long time and some of its Hawaiian martial artists try to revive it. But how are they going to revive it when all the other um, Lua instructors are, are dead? Mm. Um, so they try their best to, to get the weapons that is found in the museum that um, this is how they use this weapon but it's just like Bruce Lee said uh, you have two hands and two feet nothing's different and yeah. how they use the weapon uh, is like a screamer or, or um, a Kali or a Ness or uh, Aido you know so it, they don't change I found especially in my own training that the more the more you do it, the more you realise that we have we have more in common than we don't. Yeah, so it's one of the things I always find very uh, interesting in politics in martial arts. You have more in common with each other than differences, and then you see guys where they seem to argue over the smallest of details. All right, and um, for a for a gentleman who's been around a few years now. You must look at some of the politics now and just find quite a lot of it laughable, yeah? Yeah, very laughable. And that's the problem with the martial artists today, you know, the politics, the backstabbing and the name calling and stuff like that. But that's why you enjoy MMA, mixed martial arts. Yes. You put them in a ring and we see who's who and what's what. Uh, and, you know, you have this karate, there's kung fu, there's aikido, there's silat. All those guys that are good in their art, in their range, in their school. Yes. Put them in a neutral place like the uh, the the mat or, or on a ring, and we see how good your art is. Yeah, how it comes to the individual, the individual who can freely express himself with a punch, kick, knee, elbow, grappling, ground. That's the art. What they call jukundo. One of my personal theories is that the MMA generation they're reaping the benefits and the rewards that the JKD fraternity, Bruce Lee and yourself and Danny Nasanta. Yeah, you you sowed a seed, but unfortunately, the guys that you thought were going to go and harvest the crop, they they weren't there. You know, this is quite bizarre. Yeah, in in, in those days in the sixties, we were doing MMA then, but we didn't call it that. Outside people, martial artists, they said, "Oh, we're scientific street fighters." That's the name they gave us. Yeah. But we used to punch, we used to kick, we used to take them down and go to the ground and do one submission hole. Um, we never rolled around like we do today because we were training on concrete. Yes. Bruce Lee was to reality. You know, uh, you're not going to have the man on the street. No. And, and you're not going to have the nice lights. Sometimes uh, Dan used to turn the lights off and we used to fight. Really? Oh, yeah. He says, uh, okay, we're at Rich's Luau. Party starts at 6. We eat at 7. Entertainment at 8. We dance at 9. 10 o'clock, the fight starts. Because that's reality. That's reality. You know, night lights goes off. You cannot stay one on one on this guy because his friend's gonna come from the back and whack you upside the head. So you gotta hit and run and hit and run. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. And we used to do that with Bruce Lee. Really? Yeah. We used to do that because he was too reality. One time he says, uh, "Everybody come with your street clothes." I used to ride motorcycle, so I wore my jeans and my boots. We went outside on the gravel. I mean, uh, on the pavement where there was glass on there. Ah, uh, we're gonna spar. Shit. 
<laughs> is my man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's uh, he was truth in the, in the reality of training, and we should do that. Today, do they? You do it with the MMA and the UFC, which is really good. Yeah. And but he used to train with us with doing that. Yeah. We already foresaw that. You've got this thing now where the you know the MMA guys they're athletes and they're very very good. Very good. And up against most of the guys who think they're doing reality, who don't work, you know, this one of the things I've always liked, uh, yeah, I've always admired about your IMB was that the the boxing was a big that's a cornerstone of of your system. And if you box, you have to sweat. You have to sweat. You work out. You got to train. And you got to train. And you see the reality guys. They could tell you about a fight, but not be in it, you know, because it's, it's... So true. Yeah, you because you don't really need a lot. So how much nowadays, do you, you know, personally for yourself, because obviously Jeet Kune Do is this personal experience, as you get older, how much physical training and how much does it help you now? And what, what arts are you interested in now? Yeah. The one thing I learned from Bruce, everybody asked what's the, what the best thing you learned from Bruce, and there was truth in the martial arts. Truth means not telling a lie, but uh, look at yourself. The truth in my ability now, I can't fight like I was 20, 30, 40 years old. Mm. I'm 73. I can't wow. do those things. Uh, I spar with the little kids, yeah, but not the big guys. <laughs> so I look at myself. My flexibility is gone. I, I lose a skip in my walk now. I watch when I walk steps. So my my um, martial arts today is not the aggressive uh, fighting style it's the nice, easy yoga, stretching, tai chi, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can do all those um, uh, forms, but you have to know how to fight first before you can do those forms to make it work. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know how to fight and you do the soft, soft forms, you get your ass kicked. You know, that, that's it. You, you know, you just said something that just came to my mind when you mentioned being a biker. I am as well. And uh, right now, it's a Yamaha dragster. Uh, no, right? that's not. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you got to have that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm actually looking at. There's some good Harleys yeah, yeah, at the yeah. moment. I'm looking at a few. But young guys, they'll be on like the R1 or the Hayabusa's. And then as you get older, you, you know, you, you want a Torah. You want a bagger. You want something that's, you know, that, that's fit for purpose. And, you know, that's, that's Jeet Kune Do. Fitting in. Yeah. I had two. I had a chopper, a 661 long front end. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, old school alley ch- uh, chopper. And I got a road, uh, uh, um, electric line for my touring. Nice. Bags and everything. So, you know, one is bar hopping and going to the beach, and the other one is going, you know, different uh, states and uh, towns. Yeah. And the, well, the beauty is as well, if you live in California, you don't have to worry about having to clean it when it's out in the rain too often. Am I right? Yeah, I know, you know. <laughs> yeah, you always got to get in your bike and clean so you know what's loose and what's, you know, got to be fixed. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. So right now in martial arts, what excites you for the future? Do you see Do you see a good progression? Do you see it getting better? Or do you see certain things that could be improved upon? Or Yeah, yeah yes or no. A lot of things can be be improved. A lot of see, a lot of things are being uh, progressive and, and and looking good. So you know the individual again. Um, you're your own best teacher. You got to see um, what you got to improve on and what you what your strengths are. And when you know your weaknesses, your strength will always be strong. Work on your weaknesses. And the martial arts movement is going in the right direction. I wish Bruce Lee was here today to see the the popularity of the grappling arts. I wish he was here to see that uh, he wasn't too far away uh, that the MMA uh, competition came up. Yeah. Um, 
you know, all that stuff. Uh, he would be happy that it's going in the right direction. It's funny you said that because not so much John Jones because he's having some personal issues himself at the moment. But with his, his with his martial arts training, he was very, very. He was a big fan of Jeet Kune Do. And then Anderson Silva, you know, that guy's like something out of a video game for a Jeet Kune Do fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's your what's your views on because these guys don't do Jeet Kune Do per se. The best way to say it is they don't do Jun Fan kickboxing but they're very Jeet Kune Do in their methodology and the way they carry themselves. Am I right? Correct. You know, these guys who do the MMA, like John Jones, very good athlete. You know, sometimes they get some issues. That's their personal thing. But when they fight, they're fighting for themselves. It's a freedom of expression. They don't think kick or punch or grab or grapple. It automatically happens. And that's Jeet Kune Do. They don't know that they're doing Jeet Kune Do uh, concepts and philosophies and techniques, but they're doing it especially teaching Jeet Kune Do myself, when people ask, I find it easy to just say that I teach martial arts. That's an hour conversation where we could be kicking tie pads if I have to explain to you, right? So right now, where do you see yourself going in your training and in life in general? Because last time we spoke, you know, you told me about your uh, career when you were working for the airlines and stuff. Uh, So now is it just more retirement and just enjoying... It's more retirement. I did 20 years with United Continental Airlines. Today it's United. They yeah. Emerge. I did 30 years with the Sheriff Department as, as a reserve deputy. I retired from that. Now I'm doing the martial arts and my music. Um, I'm slowing down. I'm going to slow down on my seminars. Uh, and I have to look at myself and my own personal training like the uh, Tai Chi or Qigong or um, yoga. Yeah. And then more music that I'm going to be studying tell me more about the music music i used to play in a marching band as a trumpet player i used to play in a concert i used to sing in in a, a symphony and choir um and i laid it off i got into more into martial arts and there right. was mr inasano uh who was my mentor my uh, tutor under him for 20 years we were partners in, yes in our own school and then uh, i stopped music when I trained with Dan and, and taught for him at our school. Now I want to go back to music. I'm learning the, the bass guitar, electric bass guitar. Right. I've been there for two, three years now. I'm still in book one because I got to do more of that than doing seminars. So right. seminars next year, I'm only going to do one maybe uh, a month. Today I'm doing two, maybe three. Wow. So I'm going to cut all that stuff out and and um, uh, just do one a month, maybe two a month, but it, it always uh, uh, accumulate, you know. And yes. When the, when the ball's rolling and my friends call me up, hey, I'm having a grand opening, can you do a seminar for me? You know, so they It's hard to say no. To my friends, yes. Yeah. And so um, I just going to tell them no, I, I got other things. I've got quite a few friends of mine. My, my main instructor, Terry Barnett, here in the UK, is a very, very accomplished musician, very great singer, great guitarist, and I've got quite a few friends of mine, which I'm Irish and Catholic, and I should be able to sing, and I should be able to play music, but I can't. I drink. I, 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 I can, that's one thing I can assure you I'm, I'm world champion at. I know a lot of martial artists who are very, very good musicians, but again... You know, they don't know we balancing ourselves, and the martial arts, the hard stuff, and the music, and the soft stuff, so to speak. We balance, and I like playing music. Yeah, what's your favorite genres right now to play? What do you like listening to or what do you like to? Oh, of course, the Hawaiian makes me real. My soul is slow down and you're meditating. I like Latin jazz the best. Though. Really? Yeah, I like 
like to let the jazz. I'm playing jazz at the improvised class at Hubbard College where I'm going taking lessons from. And, oh, wow. and when I joined that class, you know, like a year ago, I always thought if you want to learn how to box, you got to get in the ring. Yeah. You want to learn how to swim, you got to jump in the ocean. You want to learn how to play music with these guys, you got to jump in that band. So that's what I did. Yeah. And they kicked my ass upside down, down, upside, because I didn't know what I was doing, you know. Yeah. And then pretty soon, you know, you learn about the chords and the scales and the notes and the majors and the minors and, you know, the mixolinian and all that stuff. But it's, it's, when you, you've mentioned jazz, because another guy, Bob Breen, I think you know Bob know from Bob the UK. Yeah, Bob's a great guy. And Bob's a really good jazz flute player. And I, yeah, amazingly. Yeah, yeah. He's been to Montreux and everywhere. He's very, very good. And with Bob, I always, I always mention Anchorman because he plays the jazz flute in the show. I don't if you've never seen it. It's, it's, it's hilarious. you got to get us together, you know, all his musicians and all of Marshall. And well, that's, my, and that's it. Yeah. That's a real super band. You'd be bass guitar and maybe vocals. Yeah, vocals. Forget that. I can sing dancing better than I do. Uh, I've I've already got Guru Dan for the drums. <laughs> He's already there. <laughs> yeah, but his bongos are not going to work for the whole set. You know? No, no. We we might have to get a, we might have to get a better drummer in for that. You can I say. did this uh, seminar in uh, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, we were talking about rhythm punching. You know, pum, 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 when you hit, you know, yeah. not one, two, and three. The even what we call triplet. And I asked the class, how many musicians here? Half the class raised their hand. I said, what do you play? Piano, what do you play? Guitar, what do you play? This, what do you play? That, you know, I said, all right, next year when I come back, we're going to have a jam session. Yes. And then uh, this year, when I came up, they were ready for the jam session. I forgot about the jam session. Oh, no. They brought the trombone, they brought the accordion, the electric keyboard and all that. And we played uh, uh, the Beatles song, Yellow Boat and all that kind of stuff. Really? Oh, we had so much fun. Oh, wow. My music career is like my martial arts. It's yeah, yeah. loud and, uh, yeah, maybe not the most enjoyable to listen to. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up in a minute because sure. got to get in get you to teach. But first of all, it's just been an absolute honor. I, I really Likewise. mean that. I Likewise. mean that. It's, uh, it's awesome. I want to say one more thing to the yes. martial artists, though. You know, all martial arts is not about kicking, punching, or even grappling. It's the understanding, of the foundation of martial arts, which is respect, loyalty, and so on, you know. Yes. It's not about punch and kick. We've got to respect our fellow man. Yeah, that's it. You know, the honor, integrity. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe in the Budo. Some people think it's an outdated concept, but it's one thing I've always admired about the Japanese. Yeah, we are losing it. Yeah. Because of the fighting and all this kind of stuff. We've got to get back to that basics and foundation. But yeah, that's the one thing. It's like the one thing with Arjun Chai. He always, he likes to see the guys do the Y crew. He always likes to see some sort of respect. Yeah. With the Brazilians, you know, the Brazilians approved it. You only have to high five and fist bump. So you yeah. don't have to bow or anything. You just have to acknowledge that you're the guy in front. Is... Yeah, you can still do that, but you got to have it from the heart. you got to feel that uh, 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 rapport from the heart. Exactly. Otherwise, you know, what, what, what are we doing it for? Yeah, it's supposed to make us better human beings, right? Exactly. exactly. And thank you very much, sir. It's all been right. a pleasure. Let's go and do some training. Go easy on me, sir. No problem. <laughs> on the next episode of Mixed Martial Arts, I'll be speaking to Portsmouth's finest. That first two-hour lesson I had at his house... Um, just, I, I remember driving, it was about a three hour drive. Yeah. Drove all the way home, just a big grin on my face. Elated, right, yeah. That, that was it, that was the start of it. And... Okay, this is Mick Tully signing out.
Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production.